In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Eric Johnson. And I'm Emily Jones. Today we're back to watching Doctor Who, but a lot has changed since episode two when I didn't even know that the Doctor was an alien. Uh, In the past six weeks, I've watched nearly seven seasons of this show, 96 episodes, three Doctors, six main companions. Seriously, Eric, why did you have to put all these statistics in here to highlight just how little else (laughs) I have gotten done with my life in the last six weeks? So as, as listeners know, part of the idea of this podcast is you're supposed to be following along. So I'm hoping that everyone at home has been, has been watching all of these episodes in the in- intervening, you know, intervening time here because we're going to geek out hard, I think. A little bit. Uh, anyway, now we are about to watch the two big episodes from the end of 2013, The Day of the Doctor and The Time of the Doctor, which I was acutely aware of happening at the time uh, because such a big deal was made on like all of the websites and internet that I pay attention to about it being like the big anniversary of Doctor Who, everybody being all excited, uh, friends on social media, all of that. And I remember the day after seeing lots of Roundup stuff on like BuzzFeed and Vulture and stuff about like, uh, you know, the 12 best Easter eggs from the day of the Doctor and all of this <laughs> kind of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of stuff. And I suspect there's going to be a lot of stuff I still don't get because I still haven't watched any of the old uh, seasons. Right. I mean, obviously I can recognize that like, like British dudes in weird outfits are probably previous doctors, but that's about all I've got. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there have been a bunch of references, obviously, to the classic series throughout the 96 episodes you've watched in a month and a half. But, <laughs> um, but no. You know, I've done other stuff too. I've kept up with other television shows. Um, How? I have How a, do you have the time for this? I have a I job, just, believe yeah, it or not. I, I have I a job and I do it every day. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called not having roommates. Well, so, so this the day of the doctor. It does harken back a lot to the classic series. Um, so you'll see from the very beginning, there's there's stuff harkening back. But there's also, I think, stuff that you'll appreciate from what you've watched very recently. So real quick, lightning round before we get to it. Favorite companion, go. Ah, um, probably Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> yeah, probably Amy. Uh, I can't remember if I told you that she was my favorite or not. You so I might, did. I might have, okay, you did tell me well. Amy. You did tell me Amy was your favorite, but no, okay. I, I actually thought it was really interesting because I, I just uh, listened back to our original Doctor Who episode this morning. Yeah. Um, and uh, you God, were really was, into Martha. I you, was you were... so into Martha, which to be fair is your <laughs> fault because you showed me Martha first on purpose. But. <laughs> God, Martha's the worst. <laughs> like, well, no, and here's the thing. She's not the worst because of herself. She's the worst because they didn't really give her... I, I was impressed that at the beginning, apparently, that they, like, gave her a family and concerns outside the doctor. Yeah. But then those kind of went away really quickly, except for the extent to which the master was using the doctor... Uh, was using Martha's family to get to her. Right. Um. Beyond that, like, Martha's, like, literally her entire character was 
in love with the doctor unrequitedly. This is this is clearly going to be the most involved and like deeply nerdy podcast that we do. Cause, oh, yeah. <laughs> because we're suddenly breaking away from like one of us not knowing what's going on and instead getting into just us geeking out over stuff. So yep. apologies, apologies in advance. Deal with it. No People, apologies for me. Most of whom are probably related to us. I have no regrets. This. <laughs> this is my episode. We're doing things my way. If you haven't tuned out by now, we apologize <laughs> for geeking she out. She apologizes. Quite as much. I don't. Uh, <laughs> last thing is Clara. Uh, we're we're only a couple episodes in, but what do you think of Clara so far? I'm into Clara. I like I like her. I obviously I don't obviously I it's physically impossible to have the level of like affection that I have for Amy because Amy was around for two and a half seasons. Right. And was pretty great from the beginning. That's the thing. I, I will say, this is not a spoiler to get into, but I will say, I think that Clara in the second half of the season, the the, the part with that comes after these episodes, I think Clara has gotten much better than she That's was. season eight. Oh, sorry. Come Se- on. I, whatever. In you're talking eight, about the Peter, you're talking about Clara plus Peter Capaldi episodes? Yes. I, okay. I was not a huge fan of Clara at first, but I think starting around what we're about to watch, starting with Day of the Doctor onwards, I started to like her a lot more. So, if you like her now, oh, good for you. Yeah. And now we now we get to also meet the mysterious John Hurt Doctor. Right, uh, who's totally going to be the one who blew up all the other Time Lords in the Time War, right? Spoilers. Stop it. I'm going to keep calling you River <laughs> if you keep doing that, which you must understand I do not mean as a compliment. I know. Like I know it's not. I it is not a compliment when I say stop I know. saying spoilers. River. Right. Well, let's let's but before before you come over across the across the country and kill me, have let's just watch these episodes and then I can't uh, just dive through your computer. You know what? Maybe I'll just like hack into your Wi-Fi and make it so you get uh, uploaded into a database and you're. I don't know where I am. No, no longer exist for the rest of time, <laughs> yeah. except mentally in panic. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's go watch these. <laughs> We'll be back after the break to talk about Day of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor. Geronimo! Alan Z! It is really crazy that this show has more or less kept the same frickin' theme song for 50 years. Anyway, hi, this is Eric. First things first, I want to thank the people who have supported Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob on Patreon this week, starting at just $2 per month. These awesome people are Yoichi Shiga, Keegan Cook, and Rohan Relin. To show your support and get mentioned on the next episode of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash geek vs. noob. That's geek vs. and then noob spelled with two zeros. You can find the link on our website, geekversusnoob.com. Now, we're about to spoil two episodes of Doctor Who. They are the day of the Doctor and the time of the Doctor, but really, we're also going to refer to a bunch of stuff that happened during Emily's binge viewing of all of the Doctor Who episodes leading up to these after our first episode. So, you know, consider yourself warned. If you haven't seen those yet, you can find them at pretty much all the usual places, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, iTunes, etc., etc. So check this out, and now, back to the show. And we're back, having just watched uh, the day of the Doctor and the time of the Doctor and the most wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey that there has been ever in the whole series. I don't know where you get that from. That's that sort of language, yeah. (laughs) 
Doctor, what's going on? It's a uh, timey-wimey thing. Timey what? Timey-wimey? I've, I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. All right. Stop. Uh, but okay, your your thoughts first. All right. So as is tradition. Yes. I'll start with one one thing that I liked. Uh, there's before, so many. Before but... the whole thing just breaks down <laughs> into a mess of, of geeky giggles. Continue. You know, I'm a big fan of Stephen Moffat's work. I think he's, uh, you know, been a huge asset to why Doctor Who has really become one of my favorite shows. And I think these two are like, these are two of his finest hours. And I think one thing I'd like to hone in on is just this idea of like fan service, where normally people say fan service and it means like a, it's usually kind of a cynical thing. It's kind of like, oh yeah, you know, George Lucas just throwing in lots of space battles or whatever, or throwing in lots of lightsaber battles, or it's, or it means like you know Michael Bay cutting to gratuitous shots of Megan Fox, you know, and we're that, okay. To that's Michael Bay service. Let's be real. Right, but I mean, fan but service. But no, fan no, means... fan service is like a derogatory term that means like sublimating plot or quality to like making the characters that everybody wants to end up together hook up right. or or you know a lingering shot on uh, yeah no i i know fan service is usually bad it's usually a bad thing but i think moffat here has he's doing a different sort of fan service where he's validating the audience's feelings about the doctor in a way he's sort of He's he's acknowledging the fact that this is a character that people over 50 years have come to just totally fall in love with. And he's saying, yes, you are right. Here is why you're right. It's sort of a very it, – it, it's not subtle at all in terms of just the fact that he, he he's celebrating this character in a way – it just, it just feels very sort of – I don't know. I, I feel all warm and fuzzy. It's, 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 it it's does. A nice, it uh, does feel warm and fuzzy, especially to find out that he like – seems to have not blown up his planet like yeah that's that's pretty pleasant to take like the one dark thing that he did and turn it into a question mark turned into a not dark thing for god's sake gallifrey stands Although yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of there's actually some debate online about sort of you know about whether that is, actually is it, happened, or no, whether that's a good thing or not because because um, obviously the doctors before number eleven they forget because the whole they they mention oh the time streams cross whatever you're not going to remember and some people feel like it undercuts the dramatic weight of knowing you know of like the stuff from the ninth doctor being sort of shell shocked a little bit or I don't think so because. Because he doesn't know if it works, and he forgets that whole thing. Well, the Eleven remembers. Eleven and Clara remember, because it's basically his timeline going forward is still fine. It's just the previous Doctors that forget. Well, right. So that means that um, that it doesn't change. So it doesn't change all the stuff that we saw before, because he still thinks he might have done that and actually doesn't know that he tried not to. So I feel like, I feel like, it still makes sense that okay. that like Eccleston would be shell shocked and that all of the well and especially as um I don't remember who exactly says it but someone says would he have uh I think Clara's trying to convince the war doctor that you know she tells him the doctor my my doctor he's always talking about the day he did it the day he wiped out the time lords to stop the war he regrets it I see it in his eyes every day. He'd do anything to change it. And John Hurt is like, 
including saving all these people. How many worlds has his regret saved, you think? Meaning, like, if he didn't feel so guilty about blowing up his own people, you know, would he have been quite so dead set on, like, right. saving people, saving worlds, all of that stuff? So I think that um, we don't lose that motivation because they did the thing where he, like, isn't sure if he did it or not and doesn't remember trying not to okay. do it. Uh, so, well, yeah, so let's, let's start with, with, with Day of the Doctor. So, um, I wasn't sure if you, if you knew that David Tennant and Billy Piper were going to be in it, but then we got to it and yeah, it's in the opening say David Tennant and Billy Piper. So, yeah. Okay. Also, when you look at the show or either of those actors on IMDb, pictures from like stills from the Day of the Doctor show up, oh. uh, <laughs> which is not like I've like intentionally sought out spoilers, but I've looked like. At, right. I don't know, like, what else has David Tennant been in and, like, that kind of stuff, you know, other than, obviously, Goblet of Fire. Uh, and, like, there's a still of, like, him and Matt Smith both pointing their sonic screwdrivers in the sky and that kind of stuff. Like, and water like, pistols. Well, yeah. <laughs> they must have ended up next to each other at some point in that crazy yeah. episode where they were all there. No, I mean, it's not really supposed to be that much of a surprise. I just wasn't, wasn't sure if I could keep it a surprise from you. <laughs> no, I, I actually um, already knew that that was happening. And okay. uh, also... David Tennant showing up in this episode definitely proved that he's totally my favorite doctor. Because as yeah. soon as he showed up, <laughs> as soon as he showed back up, it was like, oh man, I've missed you. There you go, Your Majesty. What did I tell you? It's bigger on the inside. The door isn't. You nearly took my head off. It's normally me who does that. Like yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you are the coolest. Like you just, he's just got it. He looks older, but oh well. Well, I guess that happens. In, I guess that'll happen in like <laughs> when you're not a time lord, you actually <laughs> age at a normal rate. And yeah. apparently, if you are a time lord on allegedly your last regeneration. Speaking of which, at what point did the tenth Doctor regenerate but keep the same face? That was where he had the hand in the jar. I think it was in like the end oh, yeah, of the yeah. Donna arc, maybe. Wait, no, no, no. There's a so cliffhanger I... where he gets shot, and it's a it's a cliffhanger of one of the like last episodes of season four, one of the last episodes with Donna, and I think he gets shot by a Dalek. Oh, the one where they all come back. Yeah, and, and then the, he goes inside the TARDIS. But you can't. I'm sorry. It's too late. <laughs> I'm regenerating. He starts to regenerate inside the TARDIS, and it's like, ooh, cliffhanger. And then, and then it's like a fake out. And then he just like uses the piece of the Doctor that's in the, in the severed hand in order to keep his same face. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that counted as a regeneration, especially because they yeah. vanity they, issues. They increasingly use regeneration energy, like without the right. Doctor regenerating, like when he fixes River's broken wrist. Uh, so oh uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. And, like, when River uses her regeneration energy to fix the Doctor at some point, help the Doctor, right. save the Doctor, whatever she does. Well, she gives up all of her future regenerations. And, like, he doesn't do that by, like, magically fixing her wrist. It was kind of like, whoa there. When did when did the Doctor turn into Phoenix Tears? What is that about? All right, I think, I think she says to him, like, you shouldn't do that or something. I think she points out, like, he's wasting some part of his life. So, yeah. She does. And but in case, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, sorry. We're, now we're talking about stuff from <laughs> yeah. before the Day of the Doctor. No, the Day of the Doctor was super fun. I really, really liked that. It was just like, oh, where was Timothy Dalton, though? Because wasn't that War Council, like, totally the War Council Timothy Dalton I think Dalton it was, was just on? a different War Council or something, yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't get Timothy Dalton, was, is my guess. But that was totally the War... Anyway. I know, fine. I know. It was, like, the same set. <laughs> fine. The same set and the same outfits and the last day of the Time War. Yeah, I know. I know. But what are you going to do? Maybe they figured out Timothy Dalton... Oh, wait. Did Timothy Dalton get 
killed in some way with that whole thing with the master i don't remember it's all really confusing the way like it kind of balancing that the end of the russell davies version doctor like the that end of time balancing out that out with this is very just confusing i don't even try (laughs) okay it's like i i think i think the end of that is like the doctor like trying to permanently zap them back or or something like it's there's a permanence to it that is now then undone by by this so whatever (laughs) <laughs> um okay. i'm happy with, with this 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 timeline yeah i like i like this timeline uh it was it was fun i actually thought john hurt was was a really really good doctor like <laughs> yeah he was good for the uh, limited amount of time he had like he he sells people on the fact that he's different and also the same so quickly so you have the whole thing where he's all like grizzled soldier i'm going to need your gun but then the first real line of dialogue he says is like, How do you work? Why is there never a big red button? You know, which is which is a very right, doctor, very doctor thing, thing, to, thing to, say. to say. The fact that he's, he just wants a big red button, you know? So I, I don't know. I just, I love, I love what John Hurt does with his character, you know, who gets so little screen time, but he does it, he does it so efficiently, which is just a big plus of this episode. So uh, other thoughts about uh, first day of the doctor, uh, anything else on your mind? Am I supposed to know who the dad of the woman from Unit is? This is the second time she's come up and they've been like, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter. Kate Nethbridge-Stewart, a word to the wise, as I'm sure your father would have told you, I don't like being picked up. And I'm like, I don't remember that person. It's a character from the classic series. There it is. uh, Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. And he was a long, long time part of the show. He was like across many, many doctors. He was like a, a frequent like associate of the doctor across many regenerations. Um, and so this is his daughter. Um, there was actually, I think, an earlier episode where I think it's the 11th doctor gets a call saying that the brigadier has died. Doctor, I'm so sorry. We didn't know how to contact you. I'm afraid Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart passed away a few months ago. Doctor? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, it was very peaceful. Talked a lot about you, if that's any comfort. Always made us pour an extra brandy, in case you came round one of these days. And that was in in reference to the fact that the actor who played him ha- ha- had passed, um, huh. which was kind of a, it was it was kind of a salute to this guy who was. Yeah, I was, must have uh, just gotten uh, confused by that and then forgotten it. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 not something they dwell on, but it's something they they do just to you know to to tip of the hat for the, for this guy who was is a big part of the old series. That makes sense. Um, and then uh, Kate Lethbridge Stewart is that character's daughter. Also, I oh wait, I was so glad that Bad Wolf finally got like yeah, <laughs> not really explained, but like explained better than it was before i don't know it just it just made sense that like we got referenced at least well it got referenced but it got referenced in a way that um i chose this face and form especially for you it's from your past possibly your future i always get those two mixed up i think i'm called rose tyler no yes no sorry in this form i'm called bad wolf are you afraid of the big bad wolf, Doctor? It still doesn't make that much sense, but no. uh, <laughs> But it did in the moment. In the moment when she said it, when she was like, she was being the interface for the moment. Haha, that's yeah. I didn't even do that on purpose. Anyway, for the the moment, which is the name of the weapon for which she was the like physical manifestation or not physical. Vis- she referring to Rose. Ro- Rose, I'm sorry. Wolf. Right, Rose slash Bad Wolf uh, is the visual manifestation of the moment, which is also the weapon. Uh, 
at that second when she said that, like, I was like, in that moment, it made sense to me. I couldn't explain it now. But yeah. like watching at the time, I was like, oh, hey, they explained they explained the whole bad wolf thing that like is this recurring deal with Rose that they still never really explained. I like the 10th doctor's like panicked reaction when 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 the war doctor says ba- bad wolf and he goes like, wait, can you say bad wolf? Yeah, because we have no idea where in the 10th doctor's timeline we are, but we could very well be the part where he's like figured out that bad wolf is a thing, but doesn't yet know what the thing is. Right. <laughs> so Sort of like us. Yeah. So, like, not knowing that there was a war doctor that had been hidden from us all this time, although that makes sense, like, you know, not thinking about it, not knowing that, and right. not really acknowledging the weird hand regeneration thing that apparently happened with the 10th doctor as being a regeneration, in theory, the writers definitely could have gotten away with two more actors before two more doctors two more regenerations before having to do a whole big elaborate thing just to make it so there could be more uh so i kind of like that they did it ahead of time like they they kind of they kind of jumped the gun on it like not jumped the gun but they they preempted it by just being like you know what we're gonna do this cool thing now so it feels a little bit less like a plot expedient even though it totally is they lampshaded they acknowledged this was an established rule I can change 12 times, 13 versions of me, 13 silly doctors. Okay, so you're number 11, sorry. Ha, are we forgetting Captain Grumpy? Huh? I didn't call myself the Doctor during the Time War, but it was still a regeneration. Rather than, I guess, waiting for, for fans to get antsy about it, like for, for people right. to... Yeah. So they, they avoid some of the geek outrage, probably, by, by doing it yeah, now. Yeah, avoided, they avoided geek outrage and also just, like... For instance, in the original series, which, again, I have not watched, but in the original series, in theory, they were going along fine, and then the actor decided he wanted to leave, and they were like, oh, crap, we better run around that, like, Matthew (laughs) Matthew Crawley dying style. Like, the actor's leaving the series. Spo- spoilers Better... for Downton Abbey all oh. out of left field. <laughs> Come on. Everybody knows that by now. That was years ago. Uh, like. That was the stupidest death ever on TV. I history. know. I'm it sorry. was the worst. But it was, because, <laughs> anyway. but it was because the actor left. And they were like, oh, crap. Better drive his car into a ditch. Oops. <laughs> but they didn't do that here. Instead, they were like, you know what? We've got the 50th anniversary. We've got Matt Smith leaving, or we're writing Matt Smith off. Whoever's—I don't know mm-hmm. whose decision it was. I think it was his decision to leave. It was kind of, um, although Christopher Eccleston quit. I think both David Tennant and Matt Smith like. So did Christopher chose... Eccleston like non-amicably quit? Because he also like didn't yeah. really return for this. He left on bad terms. What happened? Like, so like they, they so they filmed all of season one, series one. Uh, before any of it aired, right? And in the process of like early on in filming, he decided that he like didn't like it that he that he didn't want to be. Uh, I think the the official explanation is he didn't want to be pigeonholed in future casting as the sci-fi actor. Like he felt it was beneath him to be the Doctor, pretty much, because he was already an established stage actor. He he had a big. They they cast him because he was a known name uh, in the UK. And uh, and I think he like uh, was not happy with the material or something, and so he gave them like forewarning. I think before I'm not sure if they were originally planning to 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 kill him off at the end of series one. I don't know why they then... would. I mean, like narratively, yeah. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Whoa. plus it is we got David Tennant out of it. So but... well, no, I know that was great, but so uh, I was wondering because of the one season thing, and then also like 
he's not in this. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> he, unlike David Tennant, he did, and Billy Piper, he did not agree to come back. Yeah, and then we also got our first look of 13 uh, in, in the for a very brief moment. Wait, so do we call him 13? Here's the thing. Uh, uh, sorry, 12. Well, the, right, no, so 12. this is what I was going to say. Has the, has the numbering changed? Because, like, no. we refer to... I guess nobody really talks about Christopher Eccleston that much, but like we refer. He's still the ninth doctor. Right, but he's the ninth doctor, and David Tennant is the tenth doctor, and Matt Smith is the eleventh doctor. I misspoke. I should have said twelfth. But now we know that there's this other one. Even though the resolution of Day of the Doctor is that no, you're the doctor after all, he's still the war doctor as opposed to the real ninth doctor, because they just get so confusing to have any sort of conversation about this show if we. Well, then what what I'm. I guess what I'm really asking is like when you answer this question, so. Certainly. I misspoke. I should have said no, we got no, a first look at 12. No, no, I know you misspoke. But what I'm saying is that who who has decided that you misspoke? And where do you get the information that that was a misspoke? Oh, I'm pre- oh, oh, sorry. I'm pretty sure in the official, like, if you look at the credits for the show, so, like, Moffat or whoever did that, I think they call his official character name is The War Doctor instead of the, ni- the new Ninth Doctor or whatever. Um, no, that, that, that's, like, an official, like, that's his official name, I think, is The War Doctor. Okay. I'll accept that. Yeah. Anyway, so we got got our first look at 12, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> but it wasn't our first look at him at all. Because he was definitely in two other episodes. I'm sorry, but I'm not open for trade. And that trade would be? Marble. Lobus Caecilius. Mining, polishing, and design thereof. If you want marble, I'm your man. Well, he, he was in Pompeii, and he was also in the Torchwood series. Uh... Oh, that's what it is, right. He's in the um, uh, Children of the Earth thing. Yeah. Anyway, yes, we got our third look at Peter Capaldi. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I mean, obviously I don't have any thoughts because I haven't seen him do anything yet except not know how to fly the, tar- the TARDIS, which seems pretty basic. Stay calm. Just one question. Do you happen to know how to fly this thing? Yeah, well, I think once you get into se- Series 8, uh, the new series, um, I think it'll... Um, even add even more to why they chose to uh, do the whole reset the regeneration cycle thing now. Like Um, before they like technically needed to? Right. So uh, two seasons ago, kind of the whole idea, the the big question that Moffat had in his mind is who is River Song? Then it's Clara Oswald. And then we eventually found out who River Song was and hopefully we don't (laughs) have to deal with her much more. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure, but we I think we might be done with her. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, anyway, so the big question, who is Clara? And then So the big question was who is River, then who is Clara, and then now we're getting into who is the doctor. Um Ooh, and so that's intriguing. something that they they've started to do. So that's the whole thing where you have the start that at the well, at the end of of uh time of the doctor, he's like, Do you know how to fly this thing? I have no idea. Um, this you're gonna see at the start of the next episode. He's he's amnesiac. It's kind of who am I? Um, this makes what and... I wanted to do as our next uh, episode so perfect. Uh oh, I'm really excited <laughs> now. Um, and I and so it's oh my gosh, amnesiac doctor. But do we still have Clara? Yes. Um, that's so exciting. Yeah. But wait, that reminds me. Um, yeah. So in what we just saw. The doctor didn't die on Tanifer- on, Trenzalore. on Trenzalore. Thank you. I was I was. Thank you for filling that in there. Anyway, so the <laughs> doctor didn't die on Trenzalore, right? Right. Which invalidates a lot of things that happened before. But we'll move on from that. Uh, the doctor didn't die on Trenzalore, which means that his grave wasn't there for 
Clara to jump into his time stream. Yep. So, <laughs> it's kind of a problem. <laughs> so it, Clara can't be the impossible girl anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they haven't it's, they haven't tried to fix that yet. That is a hundred percent valid criticism. I don't Wibbly, know. Wobbly, timey, wimey. I don't know if it's a criticism. <laughs> I'm just wondering. And like I guess it's, it's I a guess plot hole for we're sure. only we're only like what? As of tonight we'll be six episodes into series eight. They they just at the time of this recording, which is gonna be months and months in the past for you listening at home, but <laughs> um but yeah, no. At the time of this recording they've just aired uh episode six of series eight. Oh right. They um, have already aired it because I'm forgetting about time differences. But so Okay, so so they could still they could still address it. They just haven't yet. Which actually is a good segue to something I wanted to bring up. Something I wanted wanted to see what what you thought of, which is the return of the silence. Um, and the return of the crack in the, in the, the fabric of the universe. I'm good with the return of the crack in the fabric of the universe. Um, but like Clara has somehow not seen the video of the moon landing. That's one small step for man. You should get us all or ever encountered the silence in her entire time of running through the doctor's all of his timelines to try to uh, save him repeatedly. Well, remember, you, you, you forget about them as soon as you look away. So she has seen yeah, them, but she's forgotten. But the other people who encounter them, like, once they know what they are and they try to fight them, like, they find ways of forcing themselves to remember Right, but she's never had, no one's ever, like, told her to try and force herself to remember. Like, Amy and Rory and the doctor and the, the American FBI agent or and whatever. River. Like, they actually, and, and River, yeah. They, 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 they developed systems to, 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 to remember that it was a thing. So, um, well, but the thing is, though, that, so the great intelligence goes and yes. tries to turn every, the doctor's every victory into a defeat. And then Clara right. goes to head that off from happening. And somehow she does that without ever having to learn how to fight the silence. Okay, fair point. <laughs> also, even if none of that was the case, isn't the message to kill the silence on site coded in the video of the moon landing? Yes. And she's never seen that. Fair point. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so it was just kind of like, I mean, it would it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that difficult. This is such a tiny little nitpicky thing, but like yeah. it wouldn't have been that difficult for her to turn the door and just forget like right but it it was weird to me that when she was looking at them she didn't uh yeah she didn't know to... what they were she was like what are you why do i keep forgetting you see you've seen the episodes where they actually set all that stuff up way more recently than i have so <laughs> good on you for that's actually never something that had occurred to me uh, i was actually just asking just in the context of because um, they kind of changed a little bit about the silence backstory here. Well, they, they they fleshed it out anyway, where they say like, oh yeah, these are priests who were genetically modified to make people confess, because the whole thing is they're saying the word confess, and as we've established before, the silence, they command you to do something and, and you do it, and they have sort of a, a control over people's behavior, which I think is just, uh, I don't know, I, just, I really like that bit of detail, although <laughs> yeah. now, now that you mention. I mean, I didn't yeah. actually, I didn't, really register the part about I mean I registered the part about them being priests but like that wasn't the part I was thinking about right there because yeah I know I know um no because I the thing that I liked in a similar vein about the silence returning was 
in the the voiceover, like while the doctor was spending several hundred years defending the town of Christmas, after the doctor decides to stay and figures out, anyway, at some point, she says like, There will now be an unscheduled faith change. From this moment on, I dedicate this church to one cause, silence. The doctor will not speak his name and war will not begin. Silence will fall. That's all the stuff from the first time we met the silence. And like Mm -hmm. now we see where it came from, comes from in the future. And there's kind of a throwaway reference to Madame Kaverian. Well, I did come to Trenzalore and nothing can change that now. Didn't stop you trying though, did it? Not me. The Kavarian chapter broke away. They travel back along your timeline and try to prevent you ever reaching Trenzalore. So that's who blew up my TARDIS. They blew up your time capsule, created the very cracks in the universe through which the Time Lords are now calling. The destiny trap. You can't change history if you're part of it. They engineered a psychopath to kill you. Totally married her. No, I really liked that uh, that her declaration of silence will fall, creating the whole sect right. that's totally built around the idea that like the question will be asked and silence will fall. Like, I don't know. That was cool to me. Yeah, I agree. I liked that the, we saw the creation of the religion that, that was such a big factor exactly. earlier on. Right. Although... Oh, yeah, I guess they, they do say early on that, yeah, that they, they, they are religious fanatics. They, they say that of the silence early on. They just don't tell us exactly where they came from. Yeah. Yeah, I also like I don't mind the silence recurring as much as yeah. uh the friggin' Daleks and Cybermen. <laughs> yeah, you must be so tired of them after having just binged through this. I'm You've so seen... tired of Daleks. Actually, like, you for know, people I... watching in the normal in a normal time frame, it's like, Oh, the Daleks, I haven't seen them in a couple months. For you it's like, Oh my god, again? That was Thursday. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. I, I I really Well and even like I mean, if you recall, I was pretty early in the series where I was like, okay, like, we keep coming back to the Daleks and we keep acting like they're the biggest, worst thing in the whole wide world, but we keep defeating them. And I don't understand why every time we see the Daleks, the Doctor has to be like, oh, no, not the Daleks. Better kill them again. The Cybermen, I have to say, like, I find the Cybermen more sinister than the Daleks because I think they're smarter and, like, better at things. Um, but I also really appreciate that the Cybermen evolve. And, like, we really saw that where there was the one episode that was, like, very much about evolution of the Cybermen. Well, the Daleks evolved, too. They they got all multicolored in that one episode. Yeah. I know. The Daleks, <laughs> the Daleks have evolved. And, like, sometimes, like, the Daleks' various changes and, like, whether or not yeah. they've evolved come into how the Doctor tries and ultimately fails to defeat them before finally just finding a way to, like blow something up but the cybermen but the daleks like they keep saying they've evolved but they're still just the daleks and all they ever do is yeah. go exterminate uh which was a terrible dalek voice imitation exterminate exterminate yeah. i can't do it i just can't do it you have to do that like yeah. weird like eggs eggs yes eggs you mean those things I don't I don't know what you want. Yeah, no. So I'm good with the Cybermen coming back cuz they keep changing and I'm good with the Silence coming back cuz like I get how they're sinister. Like that's they they're really scary. Yeah. That and the way that they especially the way that they like visually do it even when they're trying to fight where like nothing is happening and yet more and more marks keep showing up on their arms. Like that's ter- that's really really scary. Yeah, uh, definitely. The Daleks are just 
<laughs> they're the classic you know it's the, I, I'm sorry to tell you, but we get there's like two or three episodes into the new series. There's another Dalek episode. You I'm know... just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I do want to talk about though the final cameo at at the end of Time of the Doctor. Can, can, can we can we talk about this? Amy Pond com- coming back. First of all, I thought it was really funny that they made such a big deal out of young Amy Pond coming back, and he was like, <laughs> Amelia. It was Amelia. <laughs> first face this face saw but it was clearly played by a different actress because she's probably a teenager now yeah like i thought that was really i thought that was well, really just, i thought that was yeah, really and, she, and she's running so she you can't really get a good look at her yeah but, but yeah, they show enough they show enough of her forehead to, to and you spend <laughs> enough time staring at young amy pond that it's just like that's not her creepy oopsie da- come on they keep doing like close-ups <laughs> of her face i'm not creepy Stephen moffat is Anyway, I, I I just every it's now the third time I've seen Time of the Doctor. Every time adult Amy comes back, I just that that's what that's the warm and fuzzy for me. It's just like oh, it's Amy, Raggedy Man. I adore that that little moment just of, of her of her coming back and and just saying Raggedy Man. That's that's just a perfect little pat moment for me. Yeah, I liked it. It was really quick. Um, so I can't say I I necessarily responded to it that like deeply also especially because uh in the real world there was more than a year in between um even yeah yeah there was more than a year in between amy and rory getting sent back by the angels and therefore being gone forever and her and her coming back at the end of that i saw that yesterday (laughs) i'm not even kidding i watched that yesterday i know you're not kidding yeah so it's different for you. Yeah. I get that. I, I was like, I, I appreciated the moment, but it definitely didn't have what the, the level of emotional impact it sounds like it has for you and probably it has is. for most of the audience uh, yeah. because I have not had enough time to miss Amy. I mean, I miss her. It was it was very sad. There there may or may not have been tears when they when they <laughs> got sent back in time. But I haven't I haven't had that much time to to be like. To really, she just left. for it to yeah. really sink in that, like, oof, this show doesn't have Amy anymore, and mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have months of wondering, like, who is this new chick, and is she going to be any good, and how can she ever replace Amy? Like, right. I haven't had all of that. So while I I liked the moment, it wasn't like it wasn't like right. oh the feels, <laughs> as yeah. the internet would say. It was for me, yeah. And no, in the, in the other episode, the, the Day of the Doctor, at the very end, the cameo from Tom Baker. I never forget a face. I know you don't. And in years to come, you might find yourself revisiting a few, but just the old favorites, eh? Um, which doesn't really do anything for me, because I also haven't seen the, the, the classic series, same as you. Right, but, but you I, got who, you that he was, I got that he was like a previous classic series doctor. He's and considered like, like the best of the previous series doctors. Like he, he's, he's like, uh, even like the later actors agree. Like, oh yeah, that guy, that that was that was the best. He was sort of the the, the standard bearer for like the whole series of like, because he was he was the doctor for like I think seven years. He played that role for a long whoa, ass time. That is a long and ass so, time. So yeah, so a lot of people when they th- a lot of people who grew up you know you know watching the show when they think of the doctor they think of Tom Baker. And his and his rainbow colored scarf, which was what that that the character wearing that was supposed to be a, uh, a foreshadowing of, is the fact that she had his scarf. Uh, <laughs> I see. Uh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. He was, he was the curator and, uh, and left it somewhere in the, in the in the museum, and she was wearing it. Nice scarf. I mean, I liked that even without knowing who he was. It was kind of like, oh, this must be a previous doctor. Like, this is fun. Um, and also, I really appreciated that it was that it was a former doctor and not what we got in the next episode, which was Matt Smith and old age makeup. Like I was, that's kind of what I was expecting when the voice came from behind him that was like, maybe you did stay here as the curator. I was like, oh, good Lord. Like, (laughs) don't tell me that we're just going to see Matt Smith hang out here until he dies of old age and then regenerates, (laughs) which we saw later on. But I'm just saying, yeah, I really appreciated that it didn't happen then. I thought it was much better that they brought somebody back, um, especially because that was supposed to be the whole like, yeah, that was the anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to your reactions to twelve. Oh boy! It's 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 the uh, amnesiac yeah. doctor, who's well, also I mean, who's also old enough to be Clara's dad. <laughs> so I guess I guess we're not going to do the sexual tension thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God that's done. <laughs> yeah, it's a little um, tiresome. I have to say, it's, it, it was it was it was it was one thing when it was kind of a little bit Rose and then Martha. Thankfully, they skipped it with Donna. And well, then they brought well, back a little okay. bit to start with Amy, Martha and they did it again was, with Clara. Martha was pretty one-sided, let's be real. I know, but there, there was like definitely, the doctor, like... I mean, the doctor and Rose were, like, actually legit in love with each other. And, yeah, Martha was totally one-sided. Um, Amy was initially one-sidedly in love with the doctor, but then, thankfully, that, that went away when, once they realized, oh, wait, you know, Arthur Darville is actually a really funny actor with a lot of chemistry, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was good. As they kept um, him around. But yeah, no, I'm I'm also like I think it'll be refreshing to get to get rid of that because it was it was really fun. Um, that was one of the best things about Donna was not mm-hmm. just her like you know not putting up with the doctor shit, but also that they were very much just like pals. Like clearly, yeah. we, pl- we're not together. We are not married. They they always clearly, were spelling it out. Yeah, <laughs> clearly platonically pals, which like yeah. obviously was was a true thing. With most of pretty much everybody but Rose, um, but you really like felt it in the way they interacted with each other. Like they were bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm psyched to see yeah. the new dynamic. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. No. So one more thing before we finish this discussion, um, yeah. which is really not actually a deep thing at all. But when I was watching the fires of Pompeii. And I was yes. like, wait, isn't this dude Peter Capaldi? And isn't he going to be the next doctor? Like, what is this about? You told me that there is another person from the fires of Pompeii who shows yes. up later on and that you would be really, really impressed if I can figure out who it is. And I did not figure out who it was. So now I want you to tell me. So the um, when the doctor and Donna are being stalked through the streets of Pompeii, there's one of the sisters of the Sibylline, uh, whatever, like one, one of the priestesses or, or whatever. Which, by the way, is a real thing. There's a whole book yeah. called The Sibyl. Anyway, continue. Okay. The main person who's chasing them and then who goes back to report to the priestess that what she's seen is Karen Gillan. Is, is Amy Pond gaining a, a test run? What? I know, right? <laughs> and Damn if you it. go back, you can back never unsee that. it. It has come. As foretold in the prophecy. The box. The blue box. You can never unsee on. it. When, once you know that, if you go back and watch that episode, you'll be far, like, oh my god, it's Amy. <laughs> how far into the episode is that when that happens? Well, how about how about we wrap this up and then you can go uh, go and search. Fine. And... <laughs> All okay, right, yes. so 
before you go watch Fires of Pompeii again, uh, so Emily, what are we going to be watching next week? Something amnesia-themed, I understand. Yes, it is very much amnesia-themed. In honor of the amnesiac doctor, apparently, although I didn't know that going into this, we will be watching The Born Identity, which you have somehow Ooh. not seen or fallen in love with, which is confusing to me. I, I've, I've seen, like, the start of it, and I think I fell asleep. I but, don't yeah. understand how that is physically possible. Well, next time I will be on the hook to actually pay attention and stay awake. So we'll see what I think then. Until then, Emily, where else can we find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at EJ Reports. And I'm on Twitter at HeyHeyESJ. Uh, join us next time. We'll talk about Born Identity. And until then, farewell. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit GVNPodcast.com.